there's so much that's changing so quickly and so much that we don't know that it's hard to know um, how scared should I be as a pregnant woman? How scared should we be for our newborn infant once our infant is born? From the Iola Register, I'm Tim Stauffer. And I'm Richard Lucan. And this is Registered. Today, I speak with Iola residents Katie Mitchell and Kyle Loveseth about what it's like to be expecting a child in the midst of a pandemic. Katie, a sociology professor at Allen Community College, is 31 weeks pregnant. She and Kyle are expecting their first child. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How about you? Good. Thanks for joining in on the call. Are you at the Are you at the college or are you at home? We're both at home. Okay. Yeah. How's it going, Kyle? It's going all right. I'm just kind of here to. I'm just curious what this is going to entail. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to stay on mute and stay out of it as much as possible. Oh no! Feel free to jump in. Um, well, I just wanted to start and ask a, a general question about how you guys came to Iola um, and kind of your history in the community thus far. Sure. Um, I'm really bad with remembering the time frame here. I think it was 2017 that I moved here, Kyle. Does that sound right? No, how PC yeah. do we need to be here? How PC do we need to be short. There's the story and then there's the official story. Yeah. Well, my story is that we um, we had both been living in Austin, um, but I was really interested in, in teaching again. I'd taught before, but not at the community college level. Um, and a job opened up here at, at Allen Community College, and I believe it was for it was for the 2017-2018 school year. Um, I came and interviewed. I'm originally from a small town in southeastern Iowa, and I had done my undergraduate degree at KU. I have a sister and brother-in-law and a niece in Kansas City. So, you know, coming to live in Iola felt like coming home in a sense, as far as coming back to the Midwest, back to a small town, close to family. Um, and I really enjoyed my interview at the college. So when I was offered the position, I didn't hesitate to take it. And then Kyle came later? That is right. Yeah. You know, ask us that again at a dinner party sometime. Okay. <laughs> Well, how do you guys, how do you guys like living here in town? We really, I mean, I would say actually, since the topic is COVID, one of the things we've both really enjoyed is the ability to get out and do outdoor stuff on the trails and stuff. I mean, I know we're in quarantine, but it's, especially for a small town, there's quite a bit going on as far as quite a bit to do. Um, yeah. And, and to add a little, to add a little background, um, Kyle and I had met and were dating in Austin. Um, and we weren't really sure at the time when I took this job, we weren't really sure what the future held for us. Um, but Kyle's also originally from Kansas. And it was after about, I'd been here about a year, year and a half when you came, Kyle. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, once I, once I moved, we started talking more seriously about kind of what the future held. and. Um, Kyle's lucky enough to be able to continue his work for the University of Texas at Austin, but he works remotely now. So he was doing the remote thing before coronavirus made the remote thing a thing. Well, I wanted to ask you guys about um, what it's been like in kind of this 
well in, in the midst of this pandemic and definitely, you know, in, in the area of social isolation, how it's felt uh, to be awaiting a baby and kind of um, if it's been hard not seeing friends and family like you normally would be doing and, and just kind of how this road has been thus far. Sure. Well, Kyle's shaking his head no, the, the claim <laughs> anti-social. Um, yeah, there have been moments. I mean, this is a first, will be a first baby for both of us. So it's important. Like, I feel like we don't know what else to compare this to on the one hand. So that's a good thing. Um, but there have been moments, I mean, um, the COVID thing really started being something that we would take seriously probably about the time of our spring break at the college. And I had plans to go visit a sister either in Kansas City or in Austin while Kyle and his brother did a bathroom remodeling project for us. But because of the virus, um, I decided to stay here. Um, so it it's been interesting. I ended up, instead of going to kind of get a break and see family and friends, ended up staying at home and learning how to tile a bathroom. It would have been a good break just to get away because it's, I will say, and I'm sure people everywhere are experiencing this, it's kind of different and intense to have two spouses working from home, you know, uh, especially we have a small house. Um, I don't have a dedicated office space here. Kyle's like, no biggie, but um, we were used to it because the summer prior. That's true. That is true. You worked probably more than I did. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That is true. Um, but I guess smaller space, kind of more dedicated hours. The summer prior, I was doing some work for the college from home, but more, I guess, freelance. Right now, it's more dedicated hours, um, stuff like that. Because you're giving classes, you're, right? I mean, you're, you're still, I mean, it's not like you're just uploading assignments onto a website and students are downloading them, right? No, I mean, there've been a lot of challenges because it's hard. I would love to say that we are doing like a Zoom class meeting every day at a certain time, but um, with the diversity of students I have and diversity of situations as far as access to the internet and computers, it's really hard to expect that everyone can do a certain thing. Um, so rather than, you know, having like a regular Zoom class meeting time, because I have students who are in Brazil, in Australia, in England, um, in rural Kansas without reliable internet or in rural Kansas sharing a computer with everyone else in their family who's trying to work and study from home. Um, I, we are doing a lot more of a kind of uh, individualized learning online model where a lot of assignments, it's students doing a lot of assignments on their own. But for me to keep that feeling viable, I want to provide a lot of feedback to my students. I forgot to ask, um, how far along are you anyways? Uh, I am 31 weeks. We just had a 31 week appointment yesterday. Okay. So that puts the due date just about to around the 4th of July holiday. I was hoping for a July 4th baby. Yeah. Yeah. Official due date is July 5th. It's going to be July 4th. We're going to induce her on the 3rd. Yeah, right, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it um, For me, it's been a blessing in disguise, other than, you know, the worrying about the health. Although I don't really worry that much about the health. I probably don't worry as much as I should, but Katie and her family, particularly her and her mother, uh, <clears throat> are very tight so this has kept them apart and kept them from like visiting here which is great for me um 
You sure you want to say that on record, babe? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, but that being said, like I, I do feel a little bad that um, once the actual birth of the baby comes, like we're it's it's going to be just me. I'm sure you. I don't know if it was like that when Violetta had your second child, but it, only I will be allowed in the hospital with Katie. And I know for sure that her mom like wants to be there. So that's they've they've already communicated that to you that you'll be the only one allowed. Unless I, I'm not so sure. Well, we'll see. You never know how this whole reopening is going to go. Probably very poorly, but. Um, if it doesn't, then, well, I think they're going on federal CDC yeah. regulations, so it's not going to be a state-by-state state thing, so if things are cropping up across the country, even if nothing happens here, like, if things get bad elsewhere, like, it's still going to affect the regulations at the hospital here. What else have they told you guys about the regulations in the hospital? So we're at the Neosho uh, Memorial Regional Health Center in Chanute, and they've been really good. I mean, um, definitely things have been changing. It was, I don't know how long we've known, maybe two months we've known now that Kyle would be the only person allowed to be there for the delivery. Um, but they've been really good about updating us pretty much before every appointment. They'll give a call and kind of let us know what the newest um regulations are because they've had changes to their policy as far as you know wearing masks or how many people can come to my appointments with me um since it's just the two of us a lot of those things haven't been a big deal um but no they they've been good i things have been evolving though i mean they pretty much at every appointment and we just now hit that mark where i'm having appointments every two weeks with this being our first child we would have liked to do the hospital's um childbirthing class unfortunately that got canceled because of the um you know, limits to number of people that can be in a space together. But silver lining, we got our own kind of personalized um, tour of the delivery ward during our last. Visit. That's not a silver lining. We would have got that anyways. Okay, true. Uh, <laughs> but it wouldn't have been personalized, babe. It wouldn't have been personalized. It was just us. Yeah. Um, that was really disappointing for me because we're doing like online Lamaze classes that <laughs> it's just, it's hard to get into them. I mean, kind of just watching them casually yeah so i i mean i've taken away a few tidbits from there but uh i would have much rather have done the actual in-person class so that that's disappointing for sure has the pandemic led to you guys considering using a midwife or any alternative to kind of the traditional hospital setting are those available here (laughs) no um had we been in a bigger city, I would, well, first off, I guess I would have liked to have had a doula. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of friends who've had good experiences having kind of a supporter, especially because, you know, this is new for both Kyle and me. Um, so, but I would say it, obviously the pandemic limited that because I'm only allowed one person in the delivery room. Um, I think we both felt a hospital was probably the way to go, especially I'm 39. So technically I'm a geriatric pregnancy, um, but wanted to kind of like be safe and everything like that. I think part of um, 
part of like, though not considering a midwife has to do with basically yeah, availability in the area. Um, one of the changes we have noticed um, coming from Austin to here is that there are kind of fewer alternative options. If you're looking for something like a midwife or a doula, um, your selection is a lot more limited. Uh, and while I like some of the more holistic and kind of woman-friendly things that midwives and doulas do, I want to be able to um, shop around and make sure like I'm feeling a good, making a good choice if I were to choose one of those. And even before coronavirus kind of limited yeah. my options further, just in, in the looking around, I was like, there's just not a whole lot in this part of the state. Um, so yeah. No, well, you were time. you were at some point considering maybe doing this yeah. in Kansas City until coronavirus. So. Yeah, I, I was definitely shopping around. Um, but we also had gotten really good recommendations. I mean, I feel fortunate in working at the college, knowing folks like you and Violeta, being able to ask, you know, what people recommended once I knew that I was pregnant. And uh, we got a lot of enthusiastic re recommendations to go to Chanute. And so far, we've been very pleased. And so with your um, with your OB visits, are, it, is Kyle allowed to come or is it just you? Or do you have to wear a mask when you're in? Are, 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 is everybody in full PPE when you're going in? Um, so it's been two visits now that um, we're required to wear masks. They've changed the entrance of the hospital that we're going through. Um, definitely seeing pretty much everybody in the hospital wearing um, masks when they go in. Um, and again, we're, we're fortunate in that right here, right now, it's just the two of us, so we're not limited. But they had told me, you know, like if we had a child, I don't think that child would be able to come to the visits with us, for example. Right. Um, so yeah, we are seeing some changes, um, but again, I, I feel like folks at the hospital have been really, kind of, really transparent with us. They call ahead of every single appointment to let us know kind of if there have been any changes. To the extent that I've gotten calls saying, you know, you still need to go through this entrance, you still need to wear a mask, or we'll give you one if you don't have one. There have no, been no changes. Um, and yesterday we were asking a little, they made it sound like they didn't expect, of course, you never know, they're following CDC guidelines, but they made it sound like they didn't expect anything to change between now and the July due date. Does that sound right to you, Kyle? Yeah, that was surprising to me, but thinking about it, that they're going on federal guidelines instead of state guidelines, um, it makes sense now. And Kyle, you're the only one leaving the house to do kind of the shopping and, and those kind of, or, or Katie, are you, are you getting out and about? Um, yeah, I don't go out as frequently as Kyle does. And I actually sewed us some face masks the other day to wear. Um, but yeah, I would say I probably go maybe to Walmart once a week, if that. And the rest of my out of the house time is stuff that I hope and again, I tend to, I also tend to fall more on the um, less worried about health side, although Kyle's even farther on that extreme. Um, but most of my activities outdoors are like gardening, walking dogs, things that I think would be considered pretty safe, especially because we're in a small town. Again, I feel really fortunate. You know, if I were to have been walking dogs on one of the trails in Austin, I would probably need to be wearing a mask and even consider is that a safe thing to do because there's generally so many people out and about. Um, here we've seen more people out and about, but it still feels, you know, like we're definitely, there's more than six feet between us. We're mostly alone when we're out walking and stuff like that. So it's been nice to be able to stay active. And I but, think that's yeah. been, I don't know, I feel like we've been really lucky. I mean, being in a small town, being protected, um, 
Yeah, my life has changed very little other than the restrictions placed upon me as far as what I used to do, other than the fact that I can't go sit down at a restaurant anymore. But other than that, uh, things have changed very, very little for me. You guys seem remarkably serene. I feel like I, I, I mean, has this, uh, has the pandemic given you guys, when you think about the future and raising a kid, especially an infant, you know, and I'm thinking about um, when is the correct or, you know, safe time to send that child to, to daycare. That I think did hit, start kind of hitting me the other day. Um, just having watched sisters and friends go through having a child. Um, I know, again, I tend to be a bit less on the worried end, but I know that number one, that changes dramatically once you actually have a newborn infant in the house with you and those kind of mothering hormones kick in. Um, but it did hit me the other day too, just that it's going to be a drastically different world that we're bringing a baby into in terms of the, yeah, the types of precautions and protections and things we need to worry about for the child. Um, I don't feel that way at all. Yeah. So again, but part of this, part of as kind of our like the schooling personality goes, like the timeline, yeah. I mean, what is that going to be? Four, three, four years old? Yeah. Again, we're lucky. I fully expect a vaccination for this. I mean, unless there's a new virus that has happened at that point in time, I mean, three or four years down the line, I I feel like things will get back to relatively normal once there's a vaccination for this. And I feel like there's no need to put a child in school or anything. And I work from home regardless. So, I mean, we're not going to have a babysitter. Yeah, again, Uh, I think we're lucky in that with Kyle working from home and having a somewhat, I mean, he works crazy hours sometimes, but he can flex his schedule to get things done. So we're really fortunate in that I think, you know, like if both of us worked outside the home or if I were a single parent, we wouldn't really have the luxury of having a way to keep the child fairly isolated at home. Yeah, I I know for us, we've just been worried about putting our two-month-old baby in in daycare in the summer. And then we're, you know, we consider what if there's a fall wave of of cases. And I think many, you know, many scientists fully expect that to happen. If I were in that situation, I would be worried. But since we're not, um, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, but I think you're right. I think we don't really know kind of what the next several months, the year hold. And I think that is a little scary, um, especially because again, I, like it's interesting you try to follow the news as far as what's going on with the virus. And it's, there's so much that's changing so quickly and so much that we don't know, that it's hard to know um, how scared should I be as a pregnant woman? How scared should we be for our newborn infant once our infant is born? Generally, just looking at raising a child and forming a family, has the pandemic changed your visions of what that's going to look like? I'm thinking, you know, just about how active you'll be in terms of traveling or, you know, um, just even, you know, affecting your visions of like what it's like to be a mom or a dad in a world in the world today. Kyle shaking his head no. I mean, for me, yes, it's been frustrating, I guess, not to be able to um, visit family again, sisters, friends, um, during kind of this time, especially like starting with spring break. Um, 
I have a nephew and niece who I feel like I'm missing out on because I, we haven't been to see them. Um, although I guess on the other hand, again, silver lining, like there are people, I mean, we're taking advantage of FaceTime and Zoom and all that good stuff. So we're able to stay connected, but yeah, certainly kind of like the feeling of like a community. I was really looking forward to when the baby was born this summer, having my mom and both my sisters and their kids here. Um, well, at least they were going to come actually a bit ahead of time for a baby shower and hang out and do things in Iola. And unfortunately now we can't do that. And so that's disappointing for sure. Are you going to do, are you having like a virtual baby shower or something? Both my mother-in-law and my mother, I don't know that they're technologically savvy enough to make that happen. And I'm okay with that. Um, but we'll see if my sister hooks something up um, on Zoom. We'll see. Airplane travel, you know, I, I don't think I would do that, which is disappointing because I hear that first, what, two years of baby's life, they fly for free. Year, maybe? It might be a weight limit thing. I can't remember. Do you know? Uh, I think two. No, it's age. Okay. <laughs> so it's going to be disappointing. I, I don't think I'm going to be comfortable doing that until a vaccination comes out. Uh, but uh, car travel. I, I have no problem with and where we would go would either probably be to visit friends or we'd be camping and so we'd probably be in isolation or we'd be in you know a family's house where we would know the people and you know we wouldn't have a bunch of strangers around anyway so I, I feel I would feel fine like taking road trips but I don't know how you feel about that Katie. Yeah, no, the same. It is interesting, though, to think, you know, it just adds several, ha having the baby, I know the reality will change kind of, as we mentioned earlier, our level of comfort with exposing them to things, but then worrying about COVID and potential um, infection, that just kind of adds another layer of complexity, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see the transformation that Katie has. I mean, I've noticed... <laughs> You know, my brother has a young child and Katie's sisters have a young child and I can see the drastic difference in parenting style. Like, I think my brother is going to be more like mine. I don't know if you're going to be, you seem a little more chill than your sisters per se, as far as like, um, I don't know. They they sometimes they seem a little overcautious, but I I have limited interaction, so I can't really tell. Um, uh, I'm curious if you're gonna transform into that. It'll be a nice mix, I guess. <laughs> That's kind of some of the I guess the fun grab bag of being first time parents and not really knowing. Well, you don't know what you're gonna get as far as a baby. And you don't know how you personally and your partner will react or change or not, you know, uh, once that baby's there. When I think even from first child to second child, I felt like we've changed as parents. I've noticed that with my sister too, as far as like relaxing of worries from first child to second child, huge difference. Yeah. Although I will say, I think we were expecting to be more relaxed with the second child. Oh, really? Well, and then COVID happens. And then COVID happens. And all of a sudden, we're freaking out about things that, you know, we were concerned about with, with our first child. But now all of a sudden, it's like, okay, wash your hands every time you enter the house. 
every single time, you know, for 20 seconds. And, you know, I may have squirted hand sanitizer before I grabbed Lucas as a, as a newborn, but now, you know, I'm, because we're still out and about, you know, the newspaper's still rolling, rolling on. And so I think that's something that has added a layer of tension or at least a nagging reminder in the back of your mind to say, okay, you know, it's not normal. This isn't just like it was the first time around. Yeah, well, there's two things there. Like you're, yeah, you're working outside the house and then you're working somewhere where you're constantly reminded of how not normal it is. One of the things that's been like on my mind too, and I've seen this, I'm originally from Iowa and I teach sociology. So one of the things I'm always thinking about are like, you know, social class and race and ethnicity and stuff like that. And if we look within Iowa and in Kansas at where the where the virus has been hitting the hardest the most recently, it's those people who don't really have a choice about whether they're going back to work. Um, and especially like in meat packing plants and stuff. Um, and I can't even imagine, I mean, imagine there again, having a family, knowing you're going into a place every day where you could be exposed to the virus and then going home um, and taking that home with you. And I think that's, Again, we're, I feel like we're really, really fortunate because we don't have those worries. Um, but yeah, I can't even imagine um, that being your work situation and maybe having a young baby or a child or an elderly parent or something at home with you. Um, again, that would be a totally different world. I wanted to ask too about the economic impacts of the, the pandemic. Um, pretty much everybody I know has been affected you know, to varying extents, but um, adversely affected economically because of this. And, and having a baby is expensive. Yeah. Um, are you guys changing your habits in, in significant ways to kind of, you know, accommodate not only childbirth and, and the accompanying bills that come with that, but, you know, uh, a pandemic is in, is in the midst of that? Um, I'll go before Kyle, because I know Kyle's answer will be, <laughs> again, farther down the spectrum, but um, I think we're, we're really very lucky. Um, part of, I feel like having lived in a city like Austin, that's exponentially more expensive than here. And now living in Iola, um, one of the things we've really enjoyed here is the ability to not have to worry as much about finances. Part of it's because there aren't as many temptations to spend money on. Um, part of it is because the cost of living is, is cheaper. And because of our own lifestyle as well, um, I would say we, again, knock on wood, and again, we're very fortunate, we have been fortunate in that it hasn't really um, hit us economically. We both feel for the moment that our jobs are secure. Um, having family in the area, we've been, you know, friends like you guys, we've benefited from a wealth of hand-me-downs. So for the moment, we haven't made any huge expenses um, in preparation for the, the childbirth. Um, <laughs> we're preparing to make a few, um, but again, I think relative to where we could be, we're in a, we are in a comfortable place. Not to say we're rolling in money, but, um, I feel like we're okay. Um, I don't know. Do you feel the same, Kyle? About our current financial situation? Yeah, I feel fine. I don't know if, how a bathroom remodel is not a huge expense, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I mean, my job, I feel, I guess, less confident than Katie does 
I, I don't feel that I would get fired. I'm more worried about the uh, survival of my organization. Um, we'll see, because I mean, we we just basically had to scrap everything and give everyone their money back this year. I wanted to ask, and I think this will be the last question, but just when you guys think about the future, what do you guys feel? Do you feel um, as kind of a, a, a mix of emotions of hope and excitement? Is there some fear and dre- dread mixed in with this? Or, um, you know, as you kind of look towards July, um, what are the emotions that you're feeling and how are you, how are you managing it at all? Um, I personally am feeling hope and excitement um again and i can't i can't emphasize this enough i feel like we have been really lucky in our position um just uh financially where we live the jobs we have um i feel like we're better able to cope with this than maybe lots of other people would be um there's some disappointment that i haven't been able to be as physically close with family and friends as i would have liked during this period and that i won't be able to um, you know, leading up to and probably right after the baby's birth. Um, but I guess the good thing for me is I'm fairly good at not worrying about the unknown until it's much closer on my doorstep. So Kyle's like, no, she worries plenty. But um, I know there will be, I know there are kind of scary moments ahead. And I know having a child in this kind of weird, brave new world um, with all kinds of threats that we weren't thinking about a year ago will be different. Um, I guess, fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know how to how to visualize how scary that will or won't be. Um, and the good thing is, like, we don't have a choice. We'll just have to deal with it because it will be our reality. Um, that's that's kind of where I'm at now. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, I wanted to thank you guys for doing this, and I'm. I'm fully convinced you guys are going to do just great. I mean, I, I think you guys have a really refreshing look on how pandemic or not, there are really important values and... Refreshing, ignorant, you know. <laughs> you know, when I look into our infant's eyes, I think all she cares about is having a clean diaper and being warm and being fed and those things don't really um, matter. Six feet away from her is miles away, regardless of whether there's a pandemic or not. I mean, she just wants to be held and loved. And I think you've got um, the right idea about that being the most important thing in your baby's world and in yours. And so I think that's going to be constant, no matter what's going on outside your guys's house. Oh, well, thanks, Tim. And we're going to be hitting you up for some Spanish language play dates at some point so we can get our yet unnamed little one um, learning some Spanish. That's obviously once she's out of the only worried about things like a diaper and warm. <laughs> you can't start too soon, though, right? Early yeah, exactly. the Registered is produced by the Iola Register. For more episodes, subscribe to Registered wherever you get your podcast. Just search Registered or find us online at iolaregister.com slash registered. To support our work, please consider subscribing to The Register. You can find out more 
at iolaregister.com slash subscribe. And thank you.